Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. We have another great episode for you this week, and I get to introduce you to my friend, Corey Ferguson. You know, I love getting to share stories from the dad's perspective. So often on the podcast, we have moms who come on and share their stories, but I love getting to hear the dad's perspective. And Corey did a great job sharing his heart as a special needs dad. Now, Corey is a father of three children, and he is married to Andrea. He and his wife have been married for 14 years, and they continue to learn how to navigate the special needs life. And something that Corey is passionate about is engaging in supporting and empowering dads of children with special needs. And he does that in so many ways, but one of the ways is through leading one of our Rising Above community groups. He leads one of our groups that meets online via Zoom. And if you are a dad who is looking to be in community with other dads who get and understand your life, Corey is a great guy, a great dad that I know you would love getting to be a part of his group. So go check out our website. You can find out more about Corey's group and sign up there to be a part of his group. I know you're going to so enjoy this conversation that I have with Corey. He has so much wisdom and insight to share. So here's the conversation that I had with Corey Ferguson. Hey, Corey, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. I am so excited to have this conversation with a dad. So I'm so glad you're here. So thank you for being on the show today. No, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's wonderful to share. So, so thank you for the opportunity. Well, so often, you know, when I do these podcasts, we talk to moms and I love getting to hear a dad's perspective because the dads come at the special needs life so differently than the moms do. And so I'm really excited to get to hear your story and get to know more about you and your family and your journey as we have this conversation. So as we start off, just share a little bit about your family, where you live, what you do and what your life looks like. Yeah, certainly. So um, we live in central Ohio with my wife. Her name is Andrea. Um, We've been married uh, for 14 years, 15 this spring coming. And uh, it's been a wild ride, to kind of say the least. We have um, our daughter, Lindley, who was 11. Um, She'll be 12 in January. And uh, she's a wonderful little girl. She's got the biggest, happiest smile in the world. Uh, But she has uh, quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Um, So she is nonverbal and nonambulatory. So that's been quite a journey all in itself. Um, and then a few years after she was born, we had a son and his name is Brody and he's currently eight years old and he's such an imaginative little guy and so creative and just the things he says, you, you believe him because he, he knows all of his stats about animals and where they live, but you have to wonder, is he right? And then you go and you check it and it's, it's absolutely right. So he is a phenomenal little guy um, with ADHD, you know, he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, always moving around. And so there's a lot of uh, kind of managing him. And then our, our youngest daughter, her name is Everly and she's seven and she has a pretty significant hearing loss. So she has hearing aids. And then on top of that, she um, is also doing speech therapy um, with a speech therapist as well. So there's a lot of, of juggling all of that um, and, and, you know, meeting everybody's needs as well as my wife's needs and, and our needs as a family. And uh, it's, it's a little overwhelming at times, but, but we make it work and we figure it out. And, and as a dad, you know, I just focus on making sure everybody's happy and healthy and, and moving along life successfully. 
And it's a, it's a hard journey. You know, when you, when you have just one child who has special needs that brings that dynamic in, but when you have multiple children who are, have different things they're dealing with, that brings a whole new dynamic to your family life. So what does that look like for your family? How does that impact your family? Having all of your children having unique needs and what that brings to your family. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think one of the, the interesting stories I like to share is, is kind of about Lindley and that perspective of, of kids is um, we uh, travel out of town for summer for care. Um, it's two hours away. So family will come take care of the younger two and um, we'll go away with her and we'll be gone for the day and we'll come back. And of course, we're at doctor's appointments and x-rays and surgery follow-ups. And, and one day, um, one of the, the younger ones said, well, well, Dad, how come how come you guys get to go with Lindley all day and we never get to go with you all day? Wow! And that was really profound in that, you know, from their perspective, mm-hmm. they thought we were going and having fun all day and, and having a good time. So as a dad, I, I had to realize that I needed to make sure that the, these younger two understood that this wasn't something particular or special we were doing for her. We were at the hospital with doctors and, and that sort of thing. And it was a really unique perspective to see it from their eyes. And, yeah. and that's something that I try to do with each of them, you know, as, as they continue to grow and develop is to understand, well, you know, your sister didn't hear you, you know, mm. repeat yourself. It's, she's not ignoring you. She's not being mean mm-hmm. um, as much as she does bother him and pester him like any little sister does. Um, so it's, it's, it's helping them understand that the context of, of what's happening and, and why it's happening and, and making sure that everybody is, um, you know, in line with kind of everybody knows what's going on, I guess, yeah. to say the least it's, it's, a you know, it's making sure everybody's aware of, of what's happening and that everybody gets the same treatment and everybody's loved just as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you see that as your role as the dad, you know, to make sure that everyone's seen and valued and understands, you know, what, what's going on, that it's not, they're being, it's not that they're being left out or overlooked. It's just, like you said, understanding the context of what's happening. And, and I think that's so often people don't even think about that. And so that's a great thing to bring to awareness to other parents. I, I, I love that thought. And, you know, I, I said early on, I said, I love hearing the dad's perspective on how they come at this special needs life. And so, you know, think back to when your daughter was first born, you start discovering, I don't know if you knew right at birth or if it was as she was progressing that you started realizing, okay, we're dealing with some issues here, but I don't know exactly how your story was, but as a dad early on, how did that impact you? You know, if I were to be completely honest and, and, and frank with you, Becky, it um, did, did not go particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a lot of uh, a hard time comprehending what's happening and why it's happened. And, and you know, we learned that um, about 11 days after birth, we had saw some imaging that she had a pretty traumatic brain injury. And there was no true understanding of reason of why. And you know, the, the, her prognosis was very uncertain. They wouldn't know what she would or would not be able to do. And as a dad, I, I did not handle that particularly well. You know, um, honestly, maybe a year and a half, two years after she was born, I um, <laughs> I said, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing this. This is, yeah. you know, and um. And, and talking with some friends and, and that sort of thing and and reflecting on where I was emotionally and mentally and 
all of that, I, I, I finally said to myself, what in the world are you doing? Mm. Why, why? This is not what you want. This, yeah. this is not what you want. So, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of fear, um, mm. you know, forget everything and run. And um, I really chose to face everything and rise. And, and mm, that was a, a really hard step to take, but um, it turned out to be the best. So, you know, early on, I, I didn't handle it well. And I think it primarily stemmed from I just didn't have the support mm. as a dad. There's just not a, a community of men who discuss with one another, encourage one another, hug one another yeah. <laughs> during those times. So I think I felt really, really alone. It's hard to think back to those times, isn't it? You know, like to think back to to Mm -hmm. how we felt back in those early years. years. And I love what I wrote it down. You kind of you went from wanting to run to rise, to rise to what God had called you to this life. And I love, you know, I love that thought because, yes, so often we see, especially in the dads, that the dads do want to run. And, you know, have you seen that? And the dads that you've encountered, because we didn't talk about this, but part of your job is you work with special needs families as well. So share a little bit about that and then kind of what you've seen as a trend with the dads that you've encountered. Yeah, so I work in um, state government and, and I you know, focus on developmental disabilities and, and helping support families. And, um, you know, quite often a lot of our, our conversations um our, our, our women, our moms who are there, who are engaged and, and who are sharing. You know, we have some um, family advisory councils and some family organization forms. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's, it's often all women who are there. And it's not that the, um, the dads are disengaged. I think the dads have other careers and are, and are doing other things. And, and they probably want to be there and they probably want to be a part of these conversations. But I think within their family roles, they, um, they're unable to be there in that capacity. So I think that's part of it. And then in addition to that, um, you know, I think, I think dads have a hard time of, of opening up and, and um, having that community where they feel that they could, could um, connect with one another. Um, you know, personally, I think I'm often overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking care of my family, taking care of my work, making sure everybody else is taken care of, maybe trying to carve out some time for myself. You know, do, do I have the time or the capacity to, to jump into this other thing? Um, so that, that's, those are some of the things that I, I've seen in, in that regard, you know, and, and one of the things that we're looking at now with, with some stakeholders within our state is trying to determine um, how can we better support dads? How can we better engage dads? Um, you know, there was one partner we were had a conversation with and they realized that it came down to something as simple as um, on the registration forms, they had mom's name. But they didn't have a space for a second name for a dad to be there. Wow. Um, so we're finding things as simple as that that can be addressed and, and making sure that dads are engaged from the very beginning and then looking how how we communicate with dads and support dads and engage dads in conversations and and build communities for dads mm-hmm. um, in which they feel supported. Yeah. And that's one of the things actually you do with us here at Rising Above is you lead one of our community groups for dads. I think you meet on Wednesday evenings. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. And so we're so grateful for that because I know that is a big time commitment on top of all the other things that you do. But I know you do that because you know how important it is for dads to be in community with each other. So share a little bit about your group and 
why it's important, especially for dads to have a group, you know, the moms we come and we, we talk about more mom things, but dads oftentimes, like you said early on, what a difference it might have made for you to have a group of dads that could have come alongside you and helped you. So what have you seen in your group, like about community and the importance of community as it relates to dads? Mm-hmm. No, I think one of the things that I've seen that's really resonated for many of our group is we're not alone. You know, I think oftentimes um, in this world, we feel alone. We're the only dad that's dealing with all of these medical things or all of these special needs things. And, and when you have yourself in, in our community, you realize you're not the only one. Um, we have a couple of gentlemen in our group who are, are wonderful assets to the conversation. And, and they have... Um, children with very similar diagnoses and they've been able to communicate with one another and touch base with one another and support one another, um, which has been really, really powerful and and sharing ideas and improving their child's care as well as supporting each other in that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, these, these, groups that we have and we meet Wednesday nights are just a starting point. I know we have conversations with each other outside of that scheduled time and we, you know, we'll check in with one another and say, hey, how are things going? Or we'll see something on Facebook and follow up and say, hey, I, I saw this. Congratulations. I heard this. Do you need anything? Um, so so starting that that Wednesday community has been really important for fostering greater uh, conversation and community with each other outside of just those Wednesday evenings. Yeah, because we all need to know that we're seen and valued. And and like you said, somebody posts something on Facebook and you're you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to check on this person, check and make sure they're okay. And just having that interaction with with each other outside of what takes place in that group. I know for my groups is huge as well. Um, you just kind of need to know, like, you know, when you're dealing with something that you've got somebody who's going to understand what you're dealing with. And so I think, you know, if you're, if you are a dad who's listening or a a mom who's listening, who you're like my husband, this would be something great for them. Go to our website and you can find out more about our community groups um, that meet. Cause I know that it is such an important thing for you to know that you're not alone on this journey. And, And another thing that you did with us was that you were one of the speakers at our recent extraordinary legacy conference for dads or retreat that we did. Uh, back a couple of weeks ago. So share a little bit about that experience. You were telling me a little bit about it and I was love hearing your perspective on that event. You know, so often when we do an event for moms, we will have hundreds of moms who want to come and show up and be a part of it. But when we do events for dads, we have a much smaller group who are able to participate. So I would love for you to share your experience on that event and hopefully maybe encourage some dads who next year, next fall would want to come and make the trip and join and be a part of that weekend. Yeah. So, you know, back in October, whenever we met there in Tennessee, it was absolutely phenomenal. You know, it was amazing to have a group of dads there together and they all understood one another, you know, they all could relate to one another, you know, and I looked at it as, you know, even though my daughter has, you know, cerebral palsy and your son has autism, Um, you know, we're all eating the ice cream. It's just a little bit of a different flavor. Right. And we all have very similar experiences and challenges and and hardships. And we've all were able to really relate to one another and didn't have to have, you know, wonder in in the context of explaining ourselves that you understood what we meant. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and you know it was, it was truly amazing that first night we were all sitting around a campfire there you know maybe 14 of us and and just going around and introducing ourselves and sharing our stories and and those amazing connection that just started to happen around that fire with men sharing and supporting one another and engaging one another was was absolutely phenomenal that i had you know never experienced or seen before it was just a, a super special um opportunity and experience that I'm sure I'll never forget. And, and it continued throughout the rest of the weekend. The rest of the weekend, we continue to engage with one another and, and uh, have fun with one another. You know, we there was hiking available and there was fishing available. So, you know, people went off and, and did different things and continue to connect with one another. And just a really a, a great weekend to kind of ground myself and, and realizing that I can do this and I'm not alone. And there's yeah. a lot of support around me that perhaps I hadn't recognized before. Yeah. And I, I know we, you know, we hear the same story from so many dads that, that, you know, it's like, it's hard going, it's hard getting there. But then once you get there, you're like, you know, I don't ever want to miss another year because it was such an amazing experience. So I'm hoping that other dads will, will choose to join in next year and be a part of that. The beautiful thing is we recorded the whole, all the sessions, including yours. And so here at the first of the year, that will be available on our website so people can hear the content. But there's something about actually being there. Mm-hmm. And be, like you said, being around the campfire, being w- where you let your guard down um, mm-hmm. to where you're more vulnerable and can share uh, those real things that are going on. Yeah, and I, you know, being there, I think, is, is critical um, mm-hmm. because you have an opportunity to have those side conversations yes. and to ask your questions to another dad who's said something that really resonated with you and to build those conversations. So I would really encourage any dad who has any interest at all to, to put it on the calendar and, and make yeah. it make a point to be there because you're not going to regret it. Yeah. And we already have it on our, our 2022 calendar. So well, we've got it already scheduled out. So people, we can, we can put that uh, in the, put the date there uh, in the show notes. So dads can go ahead and be marking that on their calendars for, for 2022. You know, you were look, talking about how you came to this place of going, I'm not going to run, but I'm going to rise. So that's almost like coming to this place of acceptance. Was there a point in time at which you can look back and go, okay, I, I made that decision to kind of go, this is the path God has for me. Or was there something that happened that was that catalyst that helped you shift your perspective from run to rise? You know, I cannot think of any particular moment or time, but it was such a struggle that I spent some time in prayer and in speaking with, with godly men who who understood the word and and encouraged me to to stick with it and i think through that god just really worked on my heart and said i know this is not what you envisioned but, mm-hmm. but this is my plan for you and and you're going to do it and you're going to do it well and i'm going to be there with you the entire way and, and and that's been been the game changer to be honest with you is, is my faith has really driven um to where i'm at today in in terms of leading my family and, you know, guiding my family and, and all the chaos that comes with it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I know at the end of the day, we're, we're going to be okay. Yes. Yeah. You know, God has promised those things and, and we're going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it through and, and, uh, and he's with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you talked about you you've got, you're married, you've got your wife and trying to juggle all these things. Are there certain things you all have put in place in your home? 
in your marriage to make time for each other, because that is so critical. It's so easy to put all the focus. I mean, I know Jeff and I struggled with that with John Alex, you know, everything seems to have to focus on the kids. But as you and I both know, if you're not putting focus on your marriage, you're going to have much bigger problems than you already do. So are there certain things that you all have put into practice in your home, in your marriage to help you all set aside time for each other? Because it's such an, a priority, such an important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a couple of things. One of the things is um, in the midst of chaos and, and craziness, my wife and I take time to to find the humor in situations mm, and yeah. to joke with one too. another. Yeah. You know, just, just little things yeah. that resonate with us that make us laugh or smile. We, we yeah. point those out to one another in the midst of the chaos. And, and that really gives us the connection. And that really gives us the we are here together yes. and gives us the joy. But then, you know, I, th- I think we also try to take that time once the kids are down and in bed to sit down and, mm-hmm. and uninterrupted, have a conversation and, and how mm-hmm. are you doing and, and what do you need and what can I do for you? And, and, and you know, what are you concerned about or worried about? Um, it's important to take that time. And, and I think that is kind of part of what happened whenever um, our daughter was really young is we were pouring everything into her and figuring this out and not really pouring into each other. And and I think that was also a contributing factor to my, you know, initial thought to, to run rather mm-hmm. than to, to rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that could be a t-shirt right there. I think we could, you know, that could be a, a rising above fundraiser t-shirt, you know, <laughs> don't run rise, you know? So, you know, one of the things that, that, that Jeff talked about in his book that he wrote was about that dads are the watchmen on the tower. They're the gatekeepers of their home. And that kind of goes along with, I love what, what you were saying about your wife. You, you're asking her, you're checking in. How is how are you doing? You know, he wrote in the book about that, that it's kind of the dad's role to check in with all of his people to make sure how, how's your heart? How are you doing? And so how do you make that work? You shared with us with your wife, um, you know, how you check in with her, but how do you view that? How do you view that in your life as the role of being the watchman on the wall, the gatekeeper that, that everything, you know, you're, you are the warrior for your family. What is that? look like for you and what does that what does that do mean to you right so you know for me I would I would say you know it's making sure that I have those those genuine connections with with my kids um you know all three of them you know Lindley's nonverbal but but I know it makes her smile and I know it makes her happy and and taking the time to sit down and do those things with her and to engage with her and and uh, I think that's really important for us to have that that connection with one another, you know, and the same with my other two is, you know, taking time to do the things that they enjoy. We, we have a trampoline in the backyard and and um, they love to jump and I'm not crazy about it, yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest, but yeah. that's what they enjoy doing. And, and we get out there and we're jumping and, and that's when they start to open up and, and mm-hmm. have these conversations. And, and it may not be what I enjoy doing, but it's what they enjoy. And it's a way that they start to communicate and, and open up and tell me stories or, or what they're, you know, feeling. And, and from there, we can, we can have conversations that can help, you know, guide them and, and provide them with insight that perhaps they don't have at the ages of seven and eight. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, I love that. It's not you bringing them into what you want to do. It's you going into what they want to do, because that's where those real true connections and community with them and understanding them can take place. And I think what a, what a great lesson 
um, for so many, for me to sit, you know, to think about that, you know, do what they want to do. And then they're going to open up because they're going to be comfortable and want to share what's on their, on their heart. You know, you talked a, just a few minutes ago about how important your faith is to you on your, your journey. And I would just, I'm curious, how have you seen God guide you and lead you and be there for you as the leader of your home? as you've been on this journey for 11, almost 12 years now as a special needs dad? You know, I think um, it, it's, it's been tremendous. You know, I think part of it's been on my heart. You know, there's, there's been seasons when it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult. And he continues to guide my heart and, and, and redirect me whenever I'm, you know, going, getting frustrated or angry with, with what this life is. Um, he's there to, to point me to, to remind me of the joy and, and what we do have and, and how far we have come, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and there's even been opportunities that, that he's opened up for us that as a family have, have benefited us or in terms of, you know, employment opportunities. Um, you know, there was, there was a job I, uh, I saw back when I was in graduate school. So I was working full time and going to school full time and Andrea was home with the three kids and, and it was, it was a hardship and it was just a chapter. And um, it, while I was in school, there was a, a job that I saw and I thought, man, that would be really, really awesome to have. And, um, but it wasn't the right time. You know, I was still in, engaged in graduate school and, and that sort of thing. And about two or three years later, um, somebody came to me and said, hey, we have this job available. Would you like it? And it was the job that I wanted three years ago. Wow. Wow. And um, it's it's really a, a, a God thing, you know, that wasn't um, wasn't a me thing. Mm-hmm. And, and things like that, you, you, you see that he's there and mm-hmm. guiding you and, and, and you're going to be okay. Yeah. As hard as that is to think and, and to feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with your faith, faith, you, you know that, hey, I'm, I'm, you're going to be okay. Yeah, it may, might not look exactly the way we thought, or what, how we, you know, how we planned our life to be. But it's that looking back and going, okay, God, you've, you've really been leading us and guiding us all throughout this journey. And um, yeah, that's so important to be able to look back and to, to have your eyes open, to be able to see those things. We, we so often get so blindsided by just the chaos of our life. But I think if we can just stop, take a deep breath, then we, we will see how God is orchestrating things that we maybe couldn't you know, have seen. And, and even in that, looking back at what he's done, you also have to think what's to come that we don't Ooh, even yeah. know about. What glory and amazing things are to come that we're not even pervy to at the moment. Yeah. And that gives you a lot of hope and a lot of excitement when you realize that he's been so faithful in the past. What's the future look like? Mm, that's good. That's good. And, you know, when you look at your life as a special needs dad, is there something you would say, okay, this is something I learned through my journey as a special needs dad that I would have never, there's no other way I could have learned this about life. Is there something when you look at your life that you're like this only being a special needs dad taught me this? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a tough one. Um, you know, I think one of the, the important things <laughs> that I've learned is, is patience mm. and that yeah. this, this existence isn't all about you. Mm. But I think um, most importantly, I think I've learned the, the importance of relationships. Um, you know, I think going through life, I've, I've had 
friends and acquaintances and that sort of thing. But, but being put into this really niche group of a special needs dad, I've realized the importance of, of having relationships and, and not just having somebody as a friend for me, but being there for other people, being there for other dads and, and being open and being the one that, that steps out and, and extends the hand and says, hi, I'm Corey. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I've learned is there's a real opportunity there to, to be there for somebody else who may feel like they don't even have anybody that can relate to them whatsoever. Yeah. To be the one, to be the one who reaches out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so if you were to sit across the table or across the fire from young Corey, young, young Corey, who's just gotten the diagnosis or his daughter, you're just starting to reel with this. What would you say mm-hmm. to a young dad just starting out on the journey, young Corey, just starting out on the journey, that something that you've learned now that looking back would have helped you all those years before? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I would say it's it's um it's uh what's the word you know it's 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 almost certain that the journey is going to be hard Mm -hmm. and the journey's going to be tumultuous and and challenging but it's even more certain that that you can do it and you can make it you know i think it's important to to find your squad build your squad of people who are going to be there for you find those relationships that are going to be there for you somebody you can trust and and confide in whenever you feel like running um and and really um connecting and and finding like i said your squad and and realizing that um you're not in alone Mm -hmm. you know you've got a lot of supports that are there a lot of resources that are available to you that perhaps you hadn't considered before and um and you can do it. You, you really can do it. You'll look back and think, I don't know how in the world I did it. Yes. But you will. You'll yeah. get there and you'll make it. And you and your family are going to be all the better for it. Well, Corey, I just am so grateful for all that you've had to share today, sharing part of your story. I know there's so much more. I'm going to have to have you back on. We're going we're to dig a little deeper sometime <laughs> soon. But it's so great hearing your heart, hearing your perspective as a dad. And we just, we at Rising Above, we're so grateful for you and your heart for, especially the dads, your heart for families and just your willingness to give of your time to pour into other dads. So on behalf of Rising Above, I just want to thank you for that. And uh, just thank you for your time today, because I know your story is going to be a blessing to so many parents. So thank you, Corey. No, you're absolutely welcome. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.